Welcome to Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. And I'm Susan. And we're here to have discussions about topics on many subjects that we hope are informative, uplifting, and fun. So let's get started. Let's. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish Gurus. I'm here with my sister, Mickey, and this is part two of our aging parents conversation. And if you listen to the first part of this podcast series, you heard us talk about a cautionary tale where we described a situation that happened with dad in January of this year. And we discussed in fairly deep detail what transpired and how he had one situation going on which revealed an even bigger problem that we weren't aware of and we had to take steps to resolve. So in today's podcast episode, what we're going to do is talk about some of the creative solutions we employed to help dad stay in place in his home and maintain the best possible quality of life he could have in his situation. And there are so many layers and so many moving parts with regard to that. But I want to start off by saying we are dealing with a difficult individual who has a lot of underlying issues, emotional and we believe he has an undiagnosed disability which compounds the situation. So here we are. Now it's time for us to talk about those solutions and do what we can to help our listeners who might be in a similar situation figure out, first of all, realize that you're not alone. The situation is, I'm sure, very, very common. I've had a lot of discussions with some of my colleagues and friends and People who are in our demographic, which is women who are 45 and older, who've talked about similar circumstances, either with their own parents or with someone they know who's sort of in their orbit. So this is not something that is uncommon. But now we need to take steps to address it as best we possibly can, particularly in our situation where we're trying to help our dad and help him in a way that allows him to maintain his dignity and autonomy and keeps us sane (laughs) because that's an aspect of it as well. So correct. There are a lot of things to dig into here. Right. And so I think one of the things that I want to mention before we get started is it's common for elderly people to refuse help. Right. And as we discussed in the first part, first segment of the series, is that they are afraid of losing their autonomy. Right. And as a result, it is common for them to become very difficult. Fearful, afraid. Fearful, yeah. Paranoid. And, and that's the anxiety stems from that. And so if you have an individual who's already an anxious person, it's going to be a tough ride. And so I think that's something that we need to point out when you say you're not alone. We all are either going to experience this at some point or we are experiencing it. And when I talk to nurses 
or doctors or therapists, they all say the same thing. What you're seeing is common. And so go easy on yourself and go easy on them, which... Even when you don't want to. Even when you don't want to. Right, because there were some moments in January that I had some pretty difficult experiences reminding myself now is not the time to give him what for. Right. Because this is not the dad we knew. Right. So, and again, if you haven't listened to that, it would make all of this make more sense. It will give you context. <laughs> right. Correct. So what we found, mm-hmm. that's not how he was. That's He wasn't like that. I never knew him to be quite that extreme. Right. In terms of the hoarding and et cetera. Well, so. and on that point, I spoke to one of the nurses that was a tele-nurse. And she had talked to our dad for many years. When I called her, I told her what we had found. And she said, I've known your father via the telephone for five, seven years at least. Long time. Really long long time. time. So she said, so I'm really sorry that you all are going through this and that he's going through this. He has always been a very sweet man to me. Mm -hmm. I always enjoy talking to him. I do want to tell you that what you found is common. I said, you mean other people do this? She's like elderly people, especially. We have found elderly people laying on the floor with trash pulled up around them, like around their bodies. And she said, they do it because it's what they know but mostly because it makes them comfortable. It eases their anxiety to have things that are in their house, even if it's garbage, pulled up around them. Hmm. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, we're not, well, and we're not in an unusual right, situation. Right. And also, we had a couple of people, including his minister, mm-hmm. say that in the last year, yes, right. the situation inside the, the house right. had deteriorated. Right. So here we are. We've resolved the immediate problem. Right. But, of course, that means we have to figure out a way to help him maintain a standard of living. Right. To make sure he's safe and not in any kind of danger. Right. And also satisfies him. It allows him to keep his autonomy. Right. Moving forward. Right. Because he's still capable of driving. Right. As long as he's in his comfort zone and it's not late, right. and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he's still, for the most part, capable of driving. He's still capable, for the most part, of living on his own. Right. As long as he has someone looking in on him periodically. Right. So normally you would expect his friends. And, and he, he does have friends. And family. And they're... Right. Friends and family. And they do a fair amount to keep an eye on him. Right, but we also have to consider where he lives. Right, which is about 45 <clears throat> minutes away from me. So it's not like I can just hop in the car and be over there in no. a few minutes. The other people... Oh, and he is very rural for the most ver- part. That's that's what I'm getting at, right. he, is he's very rural. He he wants to remain in his home, and we've tried to, to do that. Tried to make we've that tried happen. tried to help, yeah. We've tried to make that happen. Right, yep. Yes, because I think him aging in place... Is what is ultimately going to extend his life and right. give him the best quality of life from right. his perspective. Right. So I feel like there's phases to this whole journey. Yeah. Yeah. The first I think you're phase correct. is getting the problem resolved. 
Right. The second phase is maintenance. Right. Trying to figure out how to maintain mm-hmm. it. And to do it, help him in a way that he likes, you know, that's agreeable to him, preserves his dignity, and doesn't appear like we're taking his autonomy away. Right. Which is a big thing. Because you can say whatever you want to him, and he will not believe you. That's right. Like, Dad, we don't want to put you in a home. In spite of the fact that every action that we've taken, you and I have mm-hmm. ever taken has been designed yep. to keep him in place. Yep. And yes. this has been going on for years. This is not a function right. of cognitive decline. Nope. This is just his personality. Right. Yes. It's difficult to help a person who doesn't, doesn't really want to be, want helped. be helped. Correct. Right. Or doesn't think that he needs to be helped. Or only wants to be helped in, in a he- very particular way. Right. Which generally involves Money. his not paying for something. Right. Okay. You pay for this. You're my daughter's. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. Now, I think the best thing we can do is discuss sort of the, the second creative. phase yes. of the creative solutions. Right. That largely you put into place to help facilitate the situation. Right. So step one was getting the place to the point where he could come back home. Mm-hmm. Which we was, did, which you facilitated that. And we all well, sort of worked together to a great extent to we, try to make we that happen. All, we, everybody played a significant role in making that happen. So Kurt and I came down and worked on his trailer. Kurt... Bless him. Right. I mean, he, he, cut he went out. above and beyond. I mean, he, he just did. So we got all that done, and it was just in time for him to come home. Mm-hmm. So he came home, and as you said, he was initially excited, and then that start, started to wear off when he realized how much had been thrown out. Right. But Which had unab- to go. It, it had it, to go. I want- that mobile home was packed full of junk. So what wasn't was junk? Dirty. What wasn't junk was just well, you couldn't, Pretty dirty. You, you couldn't re- recoup it no, by it just go. cleaning it. Right. Right? So that's the first phase. Okay. So let's, to recap, mm-hmm. the first phase, getting it habitable so he could come home. Right. Which meant de-junking and sa- it. Including safe. And yeah. safe. Generally making sure right. the property is safe and habitable. Right. Well, after the bio people came in in the first phase, I had a cleaning service come in again. Because and deep clean. Right. It, it needed a really a very deep clean. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job. That was the final part of that. Of phase, phase one. Of phase one. Right. At that point, dad was able to come back home safely. Right. right. And move back into the property. Right. Okay. Yes. So it's at a level that's safe and habitable and right. acceptable. Right. Now comes the more difficult part. And that is... Phase two, which is maintaining that. Right. And how do we keep him there until he can no longer live on his own? Live on his own. However, that looks. Whatever that looks like. Right. And that's, I think, something I would suggest to people don't try to anticipate. No. Don't try to anticipate what not living there means. Mm -hmm. If you can keep your elderly person in their home, it's best because we know that when they go to a home that's not theirs, they'll decline. It's it's the beginning of the end of their life. So if you can't, if you want to extend their life, if they're able to be there on their own or fairly independent, great. 
So phase two was trying to keep him there, as you say. That's when we start a different kind of a search. And so in this process, one of the attorneys that we had talked to mentioned a service upstairs, which is, by the way, a really great service. It's just I can't see dad saying, yes, I'm going to pay however much money because I had multiple times already called services where you would have somebody go in. The minimum was like 10 hours a week, I think. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being they had a minimum and it was basically $400 a week. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about seniors helping seniors. Seniors helping seniors. Yes. Yes. That was doable. He could actually afford that, Mm -hmm. but he wouldn't. And this is where he wants to do things his way. Right. I don't need that. So This is where the creativity comes into play. We can't afford $400 a week. I can't get out there all the time to check on him. Right. Yes. And I'm too far away. So how do we have somebody going in there that can let us know if something's wrong, but will not cost $400 a week? Right. And we'll be able to take care of some things while they're there. So I was like, I got it. I decided that we needed to hire a cleaning service. And so I hired this couple and still to this day, they go in once every two weeks and they clean. And what's lovely about this service is that they do exactly what I figured they would do. They go in and they clean from top to bottom and he talks to them (laughs) So he gets a little socializing with them. Mm-hmm. And, and they have worked out really, really they well. They have worked out really well. In fact. And they interact with dad very well. They do interact yes. with dad very well. It's turned out to be a very good relationship. Yes, which I am thankful for, by the way. Oh, man. They are just like, <laughs> yeah. they are lovely, lovely people. So I feel very good. So what we have is, A, it's less expensive. B, he's got socializing. C, we're maintaining the cleanliness because the problem was is moving him back in there. It would have been right Right back back. where it was. Right, He's just not capable. Right. He's just not. But all he needs is a little extra help. A little extra help. And that's enough to keep him in place right now. That is enough. That is enough. So. All right. So phase one, getting him back in the home. Right. And safe. Mm -hmm. Phase two, maintaining it. Right. And then phase three, planning for the long term. Right. So then you're faced with, okay, he doesn't want you to help him. Right. Well, he wants help, but he only wants... In his way. The help that he deems acceptable. Right. So he wants help in his own way, but he doesn't... He has... So he has in his mind what help he's willing to accept. And... That help has to be in the way that he wants it to be And done. expects it. And expect. yes, right. he does. He has yeah. a certain expectation. He does. Right. My point is, is that dad wants to drive the bus, but dad is immediate gratification guy. Right. And so he does not want to do the things that you need to do each step. Okay, yeah. Do you I, see where I'm going? I do. I see. I see right. where you're going. Yes. Right. He does not want to. If he knows about it. If he doesn't un- know about it or understand how it works, like the air conditioning system. Yeah. But that, even then. No, he let that guy do the work and didn't stand over him okay. because he didn't understand what the problem was and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, but I'm talking at a, about on a large scale with 
very complicated things like insurance and documents such as, you know, a healthcare power of attorney. Right. Well, trying to explain to him this is why you need to take these steps. Right. He's going to say no. Because he doesn't understand it. Right. Right. He doesn't understand Mm -hmm. it. And so, and this is one of the other recommendations is you need to have these conversations with your parents before they start down this road. Right. You don't want to be one foot on the bridge. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be on the bridge or at the end of the bridge. You want to be a couple of miles from the bridge where you're having a conversation with your parents I know this is uncomfortable, but we need to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. So have it down there, right? Have it well, down there. Well, I mean, the problem we've always had with dad is that he's... He does not trust anyone. Right. He's not, he does not trust anyone. Right. He's distrustful. And even when he was still not suffering from memory problems and things like right. he's starting to now, right? he still didn't want to sign any kind of documentation. Right. And so he doesn't fully grasp the situation. Is That's the first thing. And the second thing is he is afraid of losing control. Right. That's what he right. sees that document. Right. And also, your own daughter is an attorney. Is an attorney. Yeah. And is telling you. Right. Here's what's in these documents. Right. Now, I will say I chose early on to take a step back. Right. Because actually, these documents that we're talking about. I had a set drafted for him years before. Right, right. When the heart attack happened, actually. This is not, this is not the first time no. that we've been through this, yeah. And I said to him, Dad, I, I've, I've done these documents for you. Uh, we can set up a time to have you come into the office and get them notarized and signed. And I've taken care of it. It's not going to cost you a dime. Right. And they're standard documents. There's nothing unusual. I actually think at the time I was listed as power of attorney. As an mm-hmm. uh, attorney, in fact, because I live close by. Right. Which makes sense. And I'm the attorney. Right. Makes but perfect sense. when he started acting funny about the whole situation, I backed off. I chose not to push the issue. Right. And I even ponied up some money. Right. To hire an attorney. Right. To draft documents and to explain to him Without me right. even being present. Right. <laughs> what the right. situation was. Right. And we did this again in January. We, Twice. Right. Yep. So three times. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, more than that, because I had contacted right. an elder care attorney. That's right. Because I felt like we were already on the bridge. Right. That's a whole issue. But that, that stems from something else. Right. Well, it's That's, still an issue because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have these kinds of things oh yes i'm sure to deal with 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 their elderly parents and the best thing to do is find a qualified attorney yep in their jurisdiction who can have conversations with them right and explain what the situation is so that's another creative solution right that we were faced with dad did not like that we had selected an attorney and he was actually, if you recall, not willing to go unless Ron took him because dad gets things sideways, right? He gets things flipped upside down. Well, sometimes I think <clears throat> that's an intentional thing. So that issue is still not 100% resolved. Mm-mm. I don't know that it will ever be resolved. I don't it will. Probably not. Then, of course, in addition to that, 
which is something that maybe we'll discuss at a later time. Maybe not for this episode, but medical intervention. Well, he's made it very clear he doesn't want us involved in his right. medical situation. Right. So essentially, we have to rely on his cognitive ability. And you cannot force somebody of sound mind or sound enough mind to allow you to go to the appointments. And up until January happened, you and I have had the experience of people saying, why aren't you helping your father? Right. So for everybody out there who's going to experience this, just know that there are people out there that know that you are trying to do something. It's just that they won't allow you. Right. And you're going to want to defend yourself. It's, it's going to hurt, right? Because it's a slam on you. And But you don't know the situation. Right. You, outsiders don't always know the full no. extent of the situation. Well, this is why we have phrases like, don't judge because you just don't know what a person's going through. Mm. So, right. And that applies here. You have to set aside whatever, however that makes you feel, and you just got to keep going forward. Mm. And I think now some of those people that said those things now clearly understand. In fact, they have said... We get it. Mm-hmm. Well, you do as much as you can. Right. Within your comfort zone. Right. And within dad's comfort zone. Right. To right. make him safe. Right. Right. And to keep him safe as much as possible for as long as possible. Right. But the final result is that there's no way. No. To 100% ensure You cannot protect him from himself. Right. You cannot protect him from himself. Or anything or anyone else. And a dear friend of mine, she said to me when dad had his major heart attack in 2013, Mm -hmm. you have to allow your elderly parent to have the dignity of risk. Right. Yes. And that's what's happening here. Right. So the long and short of it is you can look for all the creative solutions you want. Right. And you're going to make some progress likely. Right. And you're going to solve some problems, but it's not always possible right. to solve 100% of the problems. Right. And and you're also going to make some mistakes. Of course. And you're going to learn what their boundaries are, what your boundaries are, and you have to respect those boundaries. You do have to respect those boundaries, mm-hmm. and you have to, as much as you possibly can... Act out of love mm-hmm. and act in a way that you can lay your head down at night and feel like, okay, I've done everything I possibly can to yep. help this person yep. and to give this person dignity, respect, and autonomy. Right. And that's as much as I can do. Right, right. And you have to be satisfied with and that. So, and so on that note, you have to know your limits. You do have you to know. know your limits. Yeah, you have to know your limits. And it's just being human, but even humans – so. When we speak of it in terms of I'm a human, he's a human, we still have limitations. And there is absolutely no requirement to set aside your boundaries. No. Right? So That is true. Right. right. But the best thing you can do is just try to be creative in the process of trying to figure out how to help them. And, you know, sometimes like our own father, like we've been talking about, it's a matter of just having eyes on him every so often. Mm-hmm. And knowing that there's not squalor there. Right. You know, he, he immediately went back to storing tools and she's like, he's carrying stuff in. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well. 
you know, or he's got this new lady friend and it's like, gonna uh, let, it's like going to let it slide. See how it goes. Because to their point, and we know this ourselves, when you get older, especially, you need a community. Mm-hmm. You need socialization because if you don't have it, it ends your life sooner. It does. Community does. There's studies that prove it extends yep. your longevity. Right. And community might not always be really visible. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. So yes. sometimes, as you've said before, mm-hmm. some outsiders may be looking at the situation and not realizing that, in fact, there is community. Right. And that community is as hands-on as it's possible for them to be. Right. Or that they're allowed. Uh, yes. Right. So I think you can only go so far. You can right. only go as far right. as the subject is willing to allow you to right. go. Right. Yes, that's right. Yep. yep. So right now, that's where things stand. Right. Phase one completed successfully. <laughs> phase two completed fairly successfully. Yep. And phase three, still up in the air. Yeah. But we'll report back to you as it progresses. And I want to wind this up by saying, first of all, thank you so much for coming on and talking oh, about this thank in you. a candid Thanks way. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, yes. I knew that it was so fun <laughs> talking about all this stuff. But also, thank you for everything you did for Dad. Oh, well, and I appreciate what you did. I mean, it's teamwork. You mm-hmm. can't be divided. And we weren't. This went as we, well as it possibly could because oh, everyone right. pulled a pretty hefty right, chunk of weight. Right, right, right. So we, we all, all did what we could do. Right. We all have our specialties and we all, we worked well as a team. And we, I think, considering what we were working with, it went very, very well. And mm-hmm. we accomplished some things. And really, when you think about it, I think the biggest accomplishment is, is that we actually have eyes on dad. And so we can worry less. Right. And that I am extremely grateful for. And you're facilitating that, and I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I do appreciate that more than you know. Right. (laughs) And I know our siblings appreciate that, too. They might not be as vocal about it, but, yeah, they appreciate it. Well, so. But they are. But it wasn't just me. It It never is. You know. There's no I in teamwork. That's true. And over the years, Different people have pulled weight at different right, times. Right, we so. we all we all do our thing, and it works out. Yes. Yeah. So I appreciate everything that you've done, and can you imagine what this would have been like if we one of us had to do this alone? No. So don't <laughs> do it alone. Right. Ask for help. Yeah. And be forgiving. It is not a weakness to ask for help. That's right. And be forgiving. Be forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Be forgiving. Yep. Yep. yep, it'll get it'll take you a long, long way. You know, it will indeed. What he doesn't like, or how mean he is, or whatever his reaction is in the moment, or whatever it is, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Move it on yeah. because it's, it's not worth. It's not, not worth, worth it. it. No, it's not worth I it. Agree. It's not worth your peace, peace of, of mind. mind. Mm-hmm. Find your peace and hang on to it. Hang on to it. <laughs> For dear life. <laughs> but but it is not worth it's not worth that. And that is the best gift you can give right. your yep. your elderly right. loved one. Right. Is to yep. do the best you can to maintain your tether. <laughs> yeah. To your sanity. Right. Because yeah. then you can act in a better way from a better place right. to right. help them out. Right. Yeah. Right. right. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It will go. It will. It will be easier. Yeah. For sure. Because kindness is free. Mm-hmm. And comes back around. It's it, karma. It is karma. Mm-hmm. And as I'm just mom used to say, whatever you put out there, you get back thrice. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's free and it's actually harder. It's harder to allow all the the mishmash get in the way. It just takes too much energy. Yeah. It takes more energy to do to be that way or to allow those emotions and just all the stuff. It takes more energy and then it takes additional energy to finally go find your peace. After you've been through that. So why not just start out in a place of peace where it's not so expensive? Right. Well, I think that's – I don't think I could say it better. Yeah. So – all right. Well, as Thank you for having me on. Oh, no. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. This was a good exercise. It was. Yeah. It was. Very cathartic in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. True. Mm -hmm. True. And as things progress, we'll report back on it. Right. And hopefully this has been helpful to those of you out there who are in similar situations. You are not alone, and we would love to hear from you. So leave a question or a comment below. Suggestion. Suggestion either on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And if we have a business we can refer to you or some um, service or something you need to know about. We're going to put all that in the description in the comments and yeah, just thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us on another episode of girlish gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for another fun and interesting topic. And please be sure to check the notes for information and links that were included in this discussion today. Also, don't forget you can find us on our social media platforms, starting with Instagram, Facebook, and now, including YouTube. You can find us by searching Girlish Gurus. And please remember to give this episode a good review and share it with your girlfriends, because the more interaction we get with our podcast episodes, the more episodes we can post. Finally, you can find us on our website, girlishgurus.com. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye.